Hey, this is Jim. Happy Thanksgiving. And I know everyone has a little bit of a, a schedule flux this week due to the holiday. So uh, we have a shorter episode, a follow-up episode. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks. You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we're building a health and fitness resource by trying to answer a single question every week, just based on what we already know. Or maybe what we think we know. Then we bring in the world's leading expert to tell us what we got right and what we got wrong. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. So all the way back in episode 15 of this program, we asked... uh, Dr. Jordan Shallow, who's, who's a, chiropractor. a chiropractor, about chiropractic versus physical therapy. And uh, now we're going to ask a physical therapist because I heard it from a few people that they, they're like, oh, no, he got it totally wrong. I'm like, well, I don't know. He got the perspective of the physical therapist totally wrong. And I'm like, I don't know that that's really true. But what, you know. I don't either. And Jordan is, like, super open-minded and, like, learns from everybody and yeah. everything. So... He's like a good and bad example for what we're trying to do. Like, it, obviously, if we were trying to do this and make like a, a clickbaity YouTube video, uh, right. we would choose like the most Eastern, most stuck in their ways chiropractor, which yeah. Jordan is not. Yeah. Jordan is open, like learns from everybody, uses tons of different mo- mm-hmm. modalities in, in his own training and his own practice. Uh, and then we would choose a physical therapy that's anti-chiro, mm-hmm. um, which I've just seen Teddy stuff and talked to him a little bit, uh, who's our guest today. And he isn't and both these guys are like open-minded and willing to learn and mm-hmm. learn from everybody so sadly again because we're logical and we like to give you real information we're not going to be as popular than a buzzfeed video we could have done on this but, right uh you're welcome for choosing the righteous path and giving you the truth yeah speaking of the unrighteous path however relative relative to uh chiropractors i have seen chiropractors who did the uh like a strength test and then said, yeah, I had one. Oh, yeah. Well, then, um, you know, let me hold this bottle of like vitamin E. Yeah, over I, I you. had one. Yeah, I had one. Yeah. That's such incredible bullshit. Yeah. yeah. It's massive bullshit. It's like the uh, power balance bands. Yes. That's the test. And I failed. Or our, our friend Tristan's doctor who gave him, you know, frequency water to uh, cure his colds. I'm sorry, all of you. <laughs> if any of you believe these things, it's so hard. I'm though. sorry. It's so hard, though, because what do they call it? The white coat, whatever. Like White you, coat syndrome? Yeah. I mean, or just anyone. Like, you get an authority figure on Instagram, right? He has a lot of following. Yeah. For some reason, he must know what he's talking about. And yeah. then you just get duped. But, like, it, and it's so hard because I create content myself. And you guys could say, well, Mike, you're an idiot, too. And maybe I am. But. <laughs> The truth is really hard to find, but it's out there. You just have to find that core group. And we did actually a sick podcast on it, not to shout ourselves out on on uh, how not to get duped, basically, with Eric Helms. And I, yeah. that's one of my favorite episodes because there's so much truth and it's more of a discussion. But uh, if you if you scroll back to Eric Helms and Omar Yusuf, we talk about w- w- like not to follow a guru, basically, mm-hmm. and, and who's full of shit. Not to get duped by a gimmick, uh, and a lot of those things are true. And you just take a little bit of time to 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 figure that out, and then and then latch on to the people that you do believe in, um, and, and then you can learn your ways and, and hopefully figure out whatever issues or optimize your training or whatever your goal is. All right. So short intro for this one. We're going to jump right into uh, this part of the conversation. We're going to really step in it here and and 
Episode 15 of this program, so like nearly a year ago, we had uh, a chiropractor on. And we're going to name oh, him? Yeah. Or we're going to put Teddy on the, the verses? Yeah. We should do a little Street Fighter verses here. <laughs> we, we had <laughs> J- Jordan Shallow on. And we asked okay. about about uh, physical therapists versus chiropractors. Maybe what's the difference? When to see one? Does one totally suck? Do you absolutely hate them? And so uh, <laughs> we had Jordan on, and and, and uh, I'm glad we chose you for this topic as well because you guys are both um, research-based. You're both open-minded. You're both in the strength world, and both of you kind of see, even you know, if people go back and listen to these other podcasts we've done with you, you see uh, the best in these um, products or modalities or tools, um, whether they're fully research-backed or not. You're at least open to the idea, uh, and Jordan's very similar. And so... Um, we talked previous how awesome this would be if we chose to close-minded people and how this episode could go viral if we chose to dickheads. But uh, unfortunately, we chose smart people who uh, do their own research. But We don't um, like actual conflict. Apparently. Yeah, sadly, sadly, we like to bring truth to the world instead of bullshit. But uh, maybe from your point of view, um, like your schooling, what you've done, what a physical therapist is by definition, and then maybe some things you see in the chiropractic world. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I think that just starting off with physical therapy, I think that there's a lot of physical therapists that get stuff wrong, too. So I I am not one to throw anyone uh, complete school of thought or complete type of practitioner under under the bus here. But really, PT, I mean, it's transformed over the years. We started off as more of like a needs based type of profession where if you had a limb amputation or you had a stroke or or you had surgery, we're, we're helping you get back and, and get stronger. But now PT's evolved into this thing where we're, we're really, a lot of what we do is help people with pain. But pain is super complex and we don't have it figured out, not by a long shot. Um, evidence of, you know, opioid crisis in our country and, and all these things. And so really when we're trying to deal with pain, what we do as PTs a lot of times is we try to go back to those measurables of strength and range of motion. And we try to say, okay, what's the issue here? You know, maybe, maybe your knee hurts because you don't have enough extension in your knee or your quad isn't strong enough. Uh, There's not great research to prove all of those concepts. So this next step of physical therapy that a lot of the more evidence-based practitioners are going to is more of a holistic model of what's your best practice for your entire life. What other things can we consider besides just strength and range of motion? And then at the same time, helping people to feel more confident and finding ways to modify their movement to move pain-free. Now, this is what I would consider to be the ideal practice for physical therapy. But like I said, a lot of us kind of get it wrong. And I think there's a lot of reductionist thinking where we try to blame everything on one culprit. So like the VMO, for example, gets blamed so much for knee pain but it's like the VMO doesn't really work in isolation without the rest of the quad. And, you know, I'll get scripts from patients that their doctor said VMO strengthening. I'm like, all right, cool. So we'll squat. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, so I think that for physical therapy, the, the profession's continuing to evolve. Um, a big part of what we do, and I think the most important thing that we do is help people when they have actual injuries that we can measure. And then with pain, there's almost this, this, false expectation in society that people aren't supposed to have have pain. I don't think that's true. I think everybody feels pain at some point in time, probably every day. And it's not always a bad thing. So kind of, you know, I'm not going to go on that whole society is weak rant. Uh, that's not my style. But I agree. Right, so, 
I used to play outside when I was a kid, but, but, you know, that is part of what I think is impacting our, the reason why we're trying to eradicate pain so much, but pain's not, pain isn't polio. Pain's not something that we need to eradicate. So there's a, there's a, a challenge with these practitioners, physical therapists and chiropractors to figure out what the hell is our role in pain. And it's, um, it hasn't been easy. I do think everyone's a bunch of pussies. I agree with you. <laughs> like, like I never thought about it in high school because I was so competitive or college playing basketball. Like, you don't even think about it. But when I walk into the gym with my slides on and my bag on my back, like my knees are screaming at me. And like, as a <laughs> it's the slides, yeah. And I'm 17 or 16 <laughs> or whatever, 19. All the like, arguably in my physical prime. And you just know, like, I'm cold. Like, I have to jog yeah. a little bit and get a little competitive and I'll probably feel great afterwards. But you know, someone who, whether they played sports or not, they bench press hard and heavy for two years. And now they're like my elbows like, yeah, dude, you're trying to add every single pound out of this stupid barbell for the last two years. Like something's going to kind of hurt. Like, right, right. like as long as your shit's not injured and you're not exploding, like this is the norm buddy. And, and let alone gen pop, like gen pop, same thing. Like, you're going to freaking stub your toe or twist your ankle or something or just sitting at a desk all day. Like, I haven't deadlifted heavy in a while now, and my back still hurts. Mm. Like, it kind of hurts the same. <laughs> like, like you're going to be in some kind of pain or discomfort. It's just some kind of feedback. Like, we're we're soft right, tissue. Right. We're, we're only here for a little while. I'm disintegrating. I'm getting older. I'm dying. <laughs> Something is not right. going to feel perfect. Yeah, so that's where I think that a big role for any practitioner who's dealing with people with pain is to educate them and try to help them try to get them off the, you know, get them to back off the ledge a little bit and get them to think a little bit more clearly about everything that's going on and, you know, teach them strategies to, to move around pain. Like Mike, you probably know different types of exercises that might feel better or worse on your knees, or you might know which ways, what, what kind of warm up would be better if your knees are feeling stiff one day. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's where education uh, is so helpful. Or you might know that, you know, this is kind of the old school, like bodybuilding thing, but I believe in it, like, and it, it, it's helped me personally. Hit your hamstrings pretty hard before you squat. Yeah, yeah. You know, get the get them nice and warmed up. And so there's, and so yeah, biceps before of, you bench. <laughs> no, so that, like one to look good, but two, just get a little blood in my elbows. So I was kidding, yeah, but yeah. I wasn't kidding. Biceps before <laughs> pictures. That's yeah, biceps the, before everything, really. But before bench, right, right. it does help my elbows yeah, a little bit. Right. Yeah, it's the same. And so you know, um, those those thought processes that we have learned as lifelong lifters and meatheads can carry over to the general population. Like, Hey, why don't you do this five minute yoga routine in the morning? If you're feeling stiff, why don't you, you know, it doesn't have to be, it can, we can reframe it based on whatever your life demands and goals are. But the reality is, is that when people have pain, it's typically a movement based thing. They come to you and they're like, Oh, it bothers me when I do this, when I do that this way. And it's like, you got to give them movement based solutions. And that's where that's a nice little segue into chiropractic. That's where chiropractic has it wrong. Um, you know, I one of my closest practitioner friends, a guy I've taught many courses with, traveled to you know other countries to teach with, Jacob Harden, really fucking smart chiropractor. He tre- he treats very similarly to how I do, but so you know, I would send my mom to him. So it's not that all chiropractors have it wrong. It's that the initial model, the subluxation model, that everything in your body can be traced back to a slight dislocation of a vertebrae is fallacious and not, not you know, supported by science. Yeah, it seems so, too simple. 
And yeah, anything exactly. like the body is very complicated. <laughs> right. And so anytime that you see these reductionist ideas, like somebody's saying they just reduced this one thing to like, oh, I can just point at that one other thing and that's why. Like, oh dude, you you don't have enough acai berry in your diet. <laughs> you know, it's like true. Anytime you see these like simple remember acai berry anybody... like a big thing like yeah. ten years ago? They are delicious, I in, but <laughs> dude, I, I sat in like a pyramid scheme thing. Like I was like a young personal trainer, like before I went to physical therapy school, like I, I sat in like a pyramid scheme thing and I was like all sized to go start slaying acai berry. <laughs> and before and, that uh, it was mangosteen. <laughs> Broccoli sprouts, there's always something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um so so yeah, so anytime you try to make simplify things to a certain extent, it you get into trouble. And you know, the chiropractic subluxation model, like those guys, the original chiropractor dude was a guy by the last name of Palmer, and the main chiropractic schools are the Palmer School. Yeah, there's so, like, a big that one guy up here just, by us. That guy just like he went in real hard and he just and you know, no shame whatsoever. And he was able to convince enough people. And it almost turns into like a it feels when you study things like that, it, it feels like the same way that like some religions come to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and I think to some people, and depending how far you go, because you can go super far the other way, I think too. Yeah. Obviously any extreme is not gonna be very good because then you end up just being closed minded and in your little tunnel. But yeah, like some extreme chiropractor starts to sound like witchcraft. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Dude, they used to say that they could fix like sinus infections. No, no, tons. Like a, yeah, tons. Yeah. Yeah, baby yeah. sickness. And so, yeah. And you know, everybody that's in Western medicine has sat through a case study of somebody who had either like a vertebral artery dissection or a stroke because of a cervical manipulation. Ah. Yeah, that's scary. And that's scary as shit. Yeah, and that's uh, – shout out to our guy uh, to give him a little bit more love, Jordan Shallow, uh, who we had on here. Uh, he basically said like he doesn't adjust backs really. He's like it would be very rare for me to actually pop yeah. someone's back. It's just not the go-to. He said one for lifters, you're putting so much stress and stimulus on your back. Even if I did do that, what the hell is it going to change? Like you just deadlifted right, 500 right. pounds. And then two, he said uh, maybe I would do it to an elderly lady who makes it feel mentally a little better. Right, right. Which, again, goes and, back to, you know, the psych of the whole game here. Yeah, yeah. So the psychology of it's huge because if you go to, you know, people call them crack shacks, yeah. jokingly. <laughs> if you go if you go to your crack shack for your $40 adjustment and you spend seven minutes with, your, with the chiropractor uh, and it's one chiropractor running this shop with six different treatment rooms and, you know, that's – there's a lot of time and energy and resources that are being wasted – where you could uh, actually work with somebody like myself or Jordan or Jacob or there's tons of other good people out there that are going to take the time to actually really teach you and help you figure this thing out in the long run. So I've worked with people all the time, like lifters and like MMA fighters and like big, big, strong guys that are putting tons of force to their back and help them with their muscle spasms in their back. And they would traditionally go to a chiropractor when they would get this muscle spasm that would come periodically every month or two. And the, the manipulation would help. It would it would change the you know it would have this neurophysiological effect. It would downregulate the muscle tone sometimes, and kind of you know we forget about the natural course of healing. Time is the best healer overall. So sometimes people credit something for healing them when really it would have just felt better the next day regardless. Right, or they're in pain, so they're but, paying more attention to how they move. Right, they're picking right. up the the groceries properly now yeah. all of a sudden because their back hurts rather than just flinging their back around. Right. But like, you know, when you teach, when you then assess somebody's back and you're like, hey, 
your extension sucks and you don't have great flexion and you're, you know, let me help you with these kind of yoga type approach to, to moving a little bit more. And then let me also help you to learn how to high and low threshold brace and, and control your brace while you're breathing and, and not put as much stress on your back. And, and those kinds of things combined with teaching somebody strategies to help move when that does inevitably happen, because I'm not here promising overnight fixes. I'm like, then that can help these spasms and these things to be less frequent, less severe, more manageable. And that comes back to my whole empowerment model. So regardless of what kind of practitioner you are, if you, if empowering your patients isn't a priority, then uh, I don't fuck with you. <laughs> Fair. Fair. So, so whether you're shopping for a PT or a, a chiropractor, that's really going to be like the number one thing. That's my thing, man. Yeah. It's like, if you, if you really care about the human that's sitting across from you, you're trying to help them out beyond uh, the 10 minutes that you're with them or whatever it is. Beyond getting in their wallet. Yeah. Awesome, man. So, I think we uh, tackled that pretty dang decent. Uh, where can people find you, Teddy? Strength Coach Therapy is my Instagram. It's all one word, Strength Coach Therapy. And uh, you can check me out on citizenathletics.com. Sweet, man. Uh, people, follow me. Silent Mike, 2Ks, Instagram, Twitter, all the show. Be sure to give us a rating and review. We really appreciate it. Tell your friends. Uh, new episode every single Wednesday. I am at the Jim McD on all the social medias. The show is 50% facts. What percent is a word on Instagram and Twitter. And we will talk to you next week.